What's up, guys? Welcome to the Wedding Pros Podcast. Jason, how's it going? It's going awesome. Yeah. How was your Easter? My Easter was amazing. Um, great day. Busy? I would say no. It was actually pretty laid back. I mean, obviously, we have church in the morning, but then, um, then we just literally hung out and ate food and watched the Celtics. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. It was fun. Yeah. I was driving in today and finally realized that it's uh, springtime and that it's awesome outside. And honestly, this used to be like my favorite time of year um, because there's good sports and then it also is beautiful outside. New England in the spring is amazing. So yes, yes. Yeah, enjoy. And of course, we're getting ready for the wedding season that's starting up and really start getting underway within probably a couple of weeks. Uh, beginning of May, it really starts to pick up Winter here in New England. Winter is coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, Game of Thrones. Are, are you into, have you caught up on Game of Thrones? Ish? <laughs> I you shouldn't plead, say because. I plead the fifth. Okay. <laughs> uh, totally. Totally. I. Um, yeah, my, my wife and I uh, have been on a crazy uh, catch-up spree uh, yeah. watching last season. So, um, Before we get started, no. I just want to remind you guys, uh, we, we are on Spotify, we're on uh, Apple uh, Podcasts. Do we get up on Apple Podcasts? Is yeah, that we're official? Up there, we're up there. We, uh, I checked it out a, yesterday and we weren't. We're, that, that's, no, we were. No, okay. You just didn't follow the link I sent you. No, I, sent, I, I followed it on, on the other two links. You just couldn't find it in search. Yeah, couldn't find it in search. Is there? Is there, okay. It's just there's so many other... We're just not as popular yet, guys. So we need a subscribe or we two or three describe. or hundred. <laughs> but also we have it on YouTube, so give it a subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the little bell on there so you get alerted. We want to be releasing content, not just the podcasts, yeah. but we have a lot of other stuff we're going to be doing. So yeah. um, anyway, what are we talking about today? Yeah, so today, um, you know, we are talking about um, Marie Kondoing your uh, backlog yes. for video production. And uh, probably a lot of it applies to photography as well. Um, yeah, I think there obviously some of the processes are similar. Totally. But but if you're a creative, if you're a wedding creative, and you know, who knows, maybe even it's people who aren't wedding creatives that are just maybe even planners. Mm-hmm. Even though planners, you're creative too. We believe it. <laughs> but um, if you're a wedding creative, you know... The looming dread of a backlog. Totally. It is like everybody knows it. It is a thing that just, it's like, it can feel really overwhelming. Um, and we've all been there. And so we kind of wanted to talk about it a little because we yeah. think we just need a sounding board, right? Everybody dread needs- is the word for me. Yes. Is, yes. is just knowing that. It's anxiety, you know, yeah. when you have a backlog that is just, there's no end in sight, there's a sense of dread, and then you you get those emails from a bride saying, you know, I know it's only been, you know, one month, but we we're wondering, you know, when we would get our wedding film or her images or, you know, people more and more, I've noticed, are banging down the door faster and faster oh, and yeah, faster. They just expect later. it to be done. Hey, I um, just want to check in. And, and it's honestly hard to be nice because <laughs> you're like, look, I'm, you know, no one knows what your schedule is and it'll it's easy to get offended. Yeah. It'll be done when it's done. You know, I mean, I read all those boards on Facebook of, of you know, the emails from people. So, uh, well, what's funny is <laughs> you see all these people and like, let's be real for a second, creatives. Um, 
oh, yeah, like one of the big topics is this bride ghosted me. Yeah. After I was trying to like, she reached out to me and gave her my prices. She's ghosting me. Yeah. Um, I think that's crap, by the way. You don't, just, nobody has to get back to you like for a price. It's nice, but they don't have to. Yeah. You do, on the other hand, have to get back to brides who you took their money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, um, we're guilty as creatives of ghosting brides when we want to avoid subject. Oh, I'm not ready yet. I'll totally. Just, I'll email her back next week. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, we just booked a wedding this last week down in Florida, uh, down in the Keys. And um, it was specifically because the bride started reading reviews about her videographer when she originally hired him, you know, the video, the videographer had, you know, five stars on the knot, wedding wire, with like really high reviews. And then this last season, for whatever reason, he fell off. And there's all these negative reviews from brides from 2018 talking about he won't email me back. We had to file a legal suit against this guy and blah, 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 blah. He won't respond to anything. We've been waiting for six to eight months for our wedding film. Like There's so much. So we're going to... I think today we want to unpack it because there's so many, we hear these horror stories all the time on the news. All this guys didn't give these people's their weddings. And I've seen all, and, and what I will say is there's two sides to every story. And so if you're a person that's like buried right now and you're feeling judged, um, I think you need to understand that like there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, there are some things you can do to get out of the avalanche and um but at the same time we put ourselves in those situations yep. a lot of times so like if you're in a crazy situation something's happening in your family you just took on more than you could do whatever it is um you do need to find a way to get the work done and and, and but at the same time i know these guys that are doing some of these guys are real creeps Right. Some of these people are just stealing totally. from people. Totally. But some of these guys, and probably most of them, who are kind of like, you know, they're not providing good service to their customers, are they people who mean well. Yep. And they just they just got um over- up. overwhelmed. You're just trying to catch up, you know, you're you try you get you know, gotta make ends meet. So you're taking on maybe some commercial jobs on the side and you know, something pops up and you're like, Well, I was gonna edit, but now I got to shoot this thing because I got to make, you know, pay my rent at the end of the month, which is totally understandable. You know, you pick things up. So um, we're all about getting paid. We're all about completely. creatives getting paid. And we want you guys to prioritize getting paid. Um, I mean, if I was to be honest with you, I think that should be your priority as a cre- wedding creative. Yep. Like you're not trying to um, compete with anybody else you're not trying to show what a good shooter you are or anything like you're trying to provide for your families and make a living and so let's talk a little bit about the benefits of having a clean backlog because i think that the first benefit is you make a better living yep like why is this important you know because we get buried by our backlog right and this affects people in that when your backlog is buried you will not take on as much work. You will not make as much money. And probably one of the biggest benefits of not having a backlog is, or really a crazy backlog, is you will actually enjoy doing your job. Yep. Yep. Like like you will not have this crazy dread. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to. You know when like you get a bill 
mm-hmm. and you know what's in it, but you don't open it. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. just look at this bill. Yep. And you're just like, it doesn't make it. It's just like something about like looking at the number <laughs> makes it more real. Yeah. Like I don't have to do anything until I open this envelope. <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah. It's the same thing with like weddings. Yep. Like, I don't know why it's like, it's, it used to be fun for us. It, like, that's why you started doing it. It's cause you thought it was fun and creatively satisfying. And then it becomes horrible. Yep. And it should be fun. Yep. Yep. I, I, I think, um, comparing it to, you know, a, a company, you know, you want your employees to want to go to work. Yes. Right. So, so what are you doing to you make get the it best so that, work out of them? Yeah. Yeah, if if you if you have a positive work environment, so having um, I think people are more v- motivated when they are accomplishing things. Mm-hmm. So you know they say you know in all these a sense all these, of progress, all these books. You know the first step in any morning to getting up is just put your feet on the ground, even if you're not tired. Just putting your feet on the ground, doing a little thing to motivate. You know the snowball effect to eventually. Do big things and a sense of accomplishment. You get more done when you accomplish. Obviously, you get more done when you accomplish more. But if you're accomplishing a lot of little things, it just snowballs into a bigger thing, and you will be a much more, um, yeah. For us, and this is just bringing it really close to home for us. Um, first of all, we've been doing this a long time, so I know we've kind of figured some stuff out, and we weren't always like this, but this is where we are today. And so I I think I can speak with authority on like, this is a great benefit to us. The fact that we have been able to control this problem because every year we know what, we know what we're capable of and we make a lot of decisions based on what we can actually accomplish. So we go like, I can take on 30 more weddings. We have time. Yeah. We can get it done. We have time. I can take on this many weddings. I can do this much work. Our, we have time. And like that's, uh, that's a big emotional value, but it's also a financial value because oh, you're looking at it going, this is a potential revenue of my company. Yep. If you're a wedding creative and you're not thinking about um, your potential revenue mm-hmm. and you're going like, if you're thinking like, oh, it takes me this long and it really takes you this long and all these things, or, or maybe you're just not knowing how to get out from under that backlog, you're not going to maximize your earning potential every season. Mm-hmm. And our goal as a company is to maximize our earning potential. I want to book as many as I can actually book to do the product that I want to do and make the money that we need to make. And, and that's a huge benefit. Totally. It's like it gives me clarity as an owner and as a creative to commit to my clients that I'm going to do a good job with no stress and we have fun and I can provide for my guys and all these positive things that, and then we're able to grow too. So we can scale. Yep. So then you can go like, where can, or where do I need to trim in order to scale? Do I need to make it faster or no, we can't make it any faster. Who knows? But I have clarity and clarity produces, um, a sense of, ah, you know, I like, I'm less pressure. When you have clarity, you have less pressure. When you have um, lack of clarity and you don't know why the problem's hitting you, I think it causes a lot of stress. Yeah, I think too, it's also a sales tactic too. Um, having a faster turnaround time and, and a shorter backlog um, and getting the product out, especially with weddings, people want to continue that feeling, you know, and, and it's always great to like 
watch your film later at holidays with family and that kind of stuff. But people are excited about their wedding. Even after they get married, they're excited about what just happened. And you are the only, you and the photographer are the only two people that are going to continue that sense of joy from the wedding day specifically. So uh, with your client, you know, if you're able to deliver the wedding quickly, they're going to be not only really impressed by you and want to tell their friends and family, um, but they're also just going to be stoked. Like they're going to well, be really there's, there's, excited. You have an emotional window with a client. Yep. yep. Like I, my personal opinion, probably four months max when yep. you're going to really like actually still like that feel like, like you want to, my opinion, you want to get them their product while they still feel like newlyweds. Yep. Yep. Like when they're still like having people ask like, how's married life? Yep. Like when they still are in that frame of mind is when they're going to go like, oh my God, it was so amazing. It was such a great video. I love these photos and all these things. As your time goes, yep. it becomes less important. And then the negative feelings, not only about who knows, maybe like we all, if you've been married, you know, the first year is not the easiest thing in the world. Um, I don't want to give it to them in the middle of like, they don't even like each other or they're having the stresses. I want to get it to them when they are most likely to enjoy it, most likely to share it where it's not like, Oh, eight months ago I got married. Here's my wedding video. People are going to be like, what? Who cares about that? You want to get it to them before um, they want to get divorced. Yeah. Or because before it's just normal. (laughs) Well, like before, and there's nothing wrong with this. It's like, but we all, if you're married, you know, after a while, it's just, this is my life. Yeah. It's just your normal life. You go home. Everything's great. You still love your spouse. It doesn't mean you're unhappy, mm-hmm. but it's like, you're not like, oh my gosh, I'm married. Yeah. I can't believe I'm married. It's like for the first few months when you're married, it's like kind of a, you, that your frame of mind is a little different. And wow, it's jerks. Jason, we're going to keep a scoreboard. I you would muted win. this. I muted this. You I, would win. <laughs> <laughs> mute uh, this. I, anyway, yeah. moving on. Socially, too, on social media, if you're able to knock out a wedding quickly um, and and give it to somebody to be able to post on social, um, it allows you to book friends when they still remember you. Like a year later, they are not going to, eight months later, they are not going to remember who the videographer was. They're going to forget your face. They're going to forget everything about you. So if you're able to deliver, the, the quicker you can deliver, they're going to be like, oh, I remember that guy. He was out of the way. He was, you know, courteous. He was just nice. He was cool to be around. And look at this awesome film. They, they can make the connections and hire you. Yes, because you want to, like, a great benefit of having a fast turnaround is it really increases your referrals. I, I've, I've done weddings where we've shot, edited an Instagram preview, preview uh, within a couple weeks, within two weeks probably, given it to the client and then booked, I think we, we shot their wedding in like July and then we booked her sister's wedding for November. So if you are <laughs> thinking think, about, yeah, you know. So think about that. Yeah. You, by having a fast turnaround, you generated an entire other stream of revenue that you would have not had. Yep, completely. And I think, don't underestimate that. Here's the deal. I'm assuming you're good if you're listening to this. And if you're bad, I don't know what to tell you. But if you're good at your job and you have a good product, you your own like you want people to see it. Yeah. And if you can get it in front of people in a timely fashion, when the couple is excited and they're going to be more likely to share it on social, they're going to be more likely to bring people over their house to watch it. 
um, it's going to be super exciting to them. And they're going to be, um, I think you have like four months of advocacy yep. with a client afterwards. And then it, 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 it trails off dramatically. Yep. And so you want to get the person, their, their product while they're still your, where they can be an advocate. Completely. Yep. And, um, and, pr- and even just before the holiday season, um, when people, people, people interact before the holiday seasons, but the holiday season is the people are going to ask them about their wedding and all these things. And, Oh, have you seen our wedding film yet? One of our rules here is before Christmas. Yep. Everything, Everything. from the, for the whole season needs to be in everyone's hand before Christmas. Even, even, you know, since we slow down so much in November and December, we can turn around much faster, mm-hmm. you know, to give people before the holiday season, end of the holiday season, before the year is up, really. In our, in our market, um, you book about 40% of your weddings from January to February. Mm-hmm. And so maybe more, depending on the season. I think that's and, about right. And so you need as much collateral out there during the booking season, mm-hmm. getting you work. And if you're not ready, you're going to miss. People are getting married and getting engaged. I'm not getting married, but I guess getting married. There's like in our market, there's engagement season, wedding season, engagement yep. seating, season, wedding season. And we look and go like, I need to get it in their hands. Even mid-season, like, you know, we're still trying to get people in their in their hands as soon as possible. So, yep. so let's talk a little bit about why we decided to call this um, – the Marie condoing your your backlog because like I think at the core of like that show if you haven't watched the show basically it's this really cute Japanese lady who goes into people's houses and who have a trashed house and Porter people and or and just people ish. who are got a little out of control and it's like I think that's us if you have a really crazy backlog probably you mean well. Probably you're a good, solid person, and it just got out of hand. And, I, and that's really what the show is. There's yeah. these nice people, and their house has gotten out of hand, and there's a lot of reasons. And, and I think that's very applicable. If you're a wedding professional, that probably, you know, if we were your Marie Kondos and we came to your editing studio and we looked and, we t- and you were really honest with us, um, we would see, like, okay, this person had a bunch of good ideas, but stuff got a little out of hand. And um, so why does this happen? Why do you think people's backlog – just swells up and gets out of control. I think the the people that I notice that have the the longest turnaround are people that have the least amount of weddings. I, I th- there's an irony in that, but it's just um, it's mental. You know, it's it's in your head. Like, well, I only have one wedding, so I can you know turn this around in a certain amount of time, and and it just kind of allows you to procrastinate. I think a little bit more because you're like, well, there's not that much work, so I can just kind of plug away at it. And uh, honestly, I think there's a ton of negatives to having that kind of backlog. One of them being, you know, if you're doing something creative, you like to be in the a creative mindset. So sometimes working for an hour on a wedding film or on photos, it isn't enough because the next time when you come back, you know, a day later, a week later, whatever, you're not in the same frame of reference. You're well, not able to keep that creativity kind of rolling. Like that's important. I think. Parkinson's law is applicable, which okay. if you don't know Parkinson's law, it's basically work expands to fill the space that's available. Sure. Like whatever time you give it is how long it'll take. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. And, and I think if you give yourself 10 hours to finish a wedding, you would finish your wedding. And 
And if you give yourself 70 hours, you will finish your wedding. And it doesn't mean that the product will be significantly different, by mm -hmm. the way. Like, I think that is at the core of a lot of people's backlogs is that they gave themselves too much time to do it. And then they gave themselves too much allowance in, like, there's a lack of, like, we can, when we lack discipline mm -hmm. as professionals, like, we lack results. And that's really what happens is like just I think people mean well a lot of times but but at the core is like and it's really like what well, you know you won't change until the pa the pain of changing is less than the pain of not changing. Yep. And I think if you're a person who's like I've had it I'm not gonna live like this anymore. I'm mm -hmm. not gonna have my. I'm not gonna work like this anymore. Where I just this pile, and I just hate my job now, and it's such a hassle. And I hear a lot of people limit their business. They say something like this: "I can never work more." Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so really, what you're saying is you could never make more money. Oh no, I can charge more. Mm -hmm. Okay, well that will have a limit too. So you're still saying the same thing, which is like I could never. Like I'm given there are limits. You can't just it, take on as much. I think actually most professionals probably could take every wedding, by the way. Mm -hmm. You probably could. Like most people are not getting, like show me your inquiries. Mm -hmm. Are you getting like a thousand inquiries a year and all of them can afford you? No, you can't say yes to everyone. You know, yeah. I, but, but I think like, part, like basically people allow so much time to do it and they don't define the process very well. Yep. This was and, us in our first year. Oh my goodness. We... And like given, I think we always um, we were, we worked hard, mm -hmm. and so I think we were able. The reason why we didn't stay there is because we didn't. That wasn't our goal mm -hmm. to be inefficient or slow. We just weren't good enough. And yeah. so I think that might be for some of you. You're just learning still. If you're just learning, it's going to take you longer. Yeah, it feels like you're you're grinding your gears when you get in the edit bay. You're like, ah, this isn't what you know. Brothers Martins is doing, it's and therefore appears, I can't let it, it out. Oh, I have this idea in my head, and yeah. you can't get it. And it's like, if you're learning, that's one way, way reason. And like, you do need to work extra hard. Sure. But at the same time, I think that's one reason is some people are learning and they're yep. still figuring out. And I think a lot of people, though, they know and they just have like a really hard time getting out of their own way. Mm -hmm. And allowing themselves to be successful yep. and produce what they could produce. And maybe there's a lack of belief too. Maybe they think they couldn't do it. Yeah. And we really believe you can do it. Yeah. Like yeah. I believe that if you can apply certain things into your workflow, it, your backlog will get cleaned up. So Marie Kondo though, she has this whole method that she talks about. And I was like, what if we apply that to our backlogs? What if we apply that to our editing? And that'd be kind of fun. Um, if you haven't watched the show, um, I encourage you to watch it. It's quality television. Um, my wife is big into it, and I'm less into it. My wife watches watched it as I cooked and did chores, so I kind of have watched it. He more just learned through osmosis because yeah. it inspired him to clean his house. And I think I'm a better cleaner than her. I'm way more OCD than she is. <laughs> Zing. Yeah. So I was already living it. She still yeah. had to learn it. She's so learning. I sat her down She's learning. To, um, but where I was like, I looked at the rules and I was like, oh, this really applies. Yeah. This could really apply to editors. So, so we're going to look at these rules. She has six rules for tidying up. And 
and, and we're going to say let six rules for tidying up your workflow and how can we Marie Kondo our backlog so that they're not overwhelming and we have a tidy work environment and a kind of a clear expectations and goals and we're not feeling this crazy crunch like our editing world is becoming just cluttered with crap. So the first rule that she has is commit yourself to tidying up. Yeah, so the first word there, uh, commit. Like, if you don't see this as being important, um, then you won't be successful. I think I think that's the first thing to take away from this first point is you have to be all in because if you're not all in, um, then you'll just make excuses. You know, day one, it's like going to the gym, essentially. You have to commit to it. You have to make it a habit in order to make it a part of your business and set standards for yourself. So you, you have to be all in from, from the get-go, right? It's not something that will be easy, right? And, and so, you know, in all things in life, um, one of the things that people talk about is, like, you got to pick your pain. Yep. And like I said before, like, until the pain of staying the same is more than the pain of changing, yep. you won't do it because you will not – like this is not going to be easy, um, especially if you're not doing so hot. If you don't have a clearly defined workflow, if your backlog is ridiculously huge, you got to get unburied. Mm-hmm. And and so like you got to tidy up. Like if you're listening to this and you're still working on weddings from last year, um, it's what, April now. Yep, end of April, starting um, the new season. Let's say you're not you're not doing so hot right now, and <laughs> which uh, I have heard of people that still haven't edited from. You know, September, October of last oh, year. Oh, I've so. heard of it, and and I don't, I can't imagine that. I think yeah. it would be horrible for me. I would be, yeah. <laughs> I would make me, I would be like having palpitations. I wouldn't be able to go to sleep. <laughs> um, but that's just me. Um, but if you're dealing with that, you know, it's not going to be easy, and like that's okay. Yep. You just got to be committed. You got to know it's going to be a sacrifice, and you're going to have to make changes. And I, and I think that's a very tr- like just like tidying your house, like. You got to commit through that process. It's not going to be something that's going to be super fun. Mm-mm. Yep. Um, but if you look at rule number two, imagine your ideal lifestyle. Yes. Right. Uh, you realize pretty quickly that um, it when you're doing this and and you finally get to the point where you're like, this is organized. This is great. Uh, you quickly realize that this is the only way to yeah, go. Yeah, just take a moment if you're listening to this or watching it on YouTube and imagine your life if you didn't have a terrible backlog every single year. What would you do with that time? How much more money would you make? Like really put yourself in that place and realize why not why don't I want this problem? Yeah. Uh, but why do I want this new lifestyle? And you like, would, you put might a positive even, spin on it. You might even be able to start your own podcast. You might even be able to start your own <laughs> podcast like us. Yeah. You might have time to do it. Yeah. Or motor, you know, whatever. Like we know a guy who just bought another motorcycle, like and and or a dirt bike, and he's gonna be, you know, doing something that he loves when he has the time and spending time with your kids. And just like Making a life worth living that's you know valuable and and like when we first started, I, I was a super procrastinator, so I didn't get to the edits as fast. Um, you know, I stayed up until one, two, three in the morning every single night because I just put it off and I was you know what instead of editing, I was you know watching Game of Thrones or something like that. And um, you know now 
I feel like my life is way more fulfilled since we're able to knock out weddings. It's just, it is the only way to go. Oh yeah. And, and like, there's probably benefits you can't even imagine. So like, I will say that, like, it's actually better than you could ever imagine. Yeah. If you've never experienced like having a really tidy, organized um, backlog and just clear expectations of when, oh, I'm going to say four months, but I'm going to deliver in two months and it's doable and it's possible. And then you- I like, think that's the first step is just realizing that it's possible. Like, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a bad habit and, and I find that ta in talking to other videographers, it's kind of like, well, this is the norm. This is, this oh, you know, turning something around in six to eight months, oh, it's a piece of work. It's almost like people take a lot of pride in not just the product, but how long the product takes to oh, make. Oh, yeah, you know. You, I, know, you can go, we can go I down started, that road. But. I was editing it, and then I just was like, I'm, I'm spoke to me, and I just redid it. And, yeah. And I'm like, show me both your exports, and we'll see if it's way better. Yeah. Is yeah. that, like, is it worth 60 hours? What could you possibly be doing for 80 hours in a video? I, I can't imagine. It's yeah. like there's only so much you can do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless you're just fixing mistakes over and over that you keep on making over and over again. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, um, yeah, that, that's a trap. That's yes. a trap that a lot of us get into as creatives as like, you know, well, we see ourselves as like Leonardo da Vinci and, oh, we're just going to be here till three o'clock. You know, we're warriors, you know, we're editing warriors. Um, but realizing that you're actually way, a way better warrior if you kill more people, <laughs> kill more projects. <laughs> Here's the bottom line. It takes creativity to figure out how to be efficient. Yes. And so don't tell me you're more creative because you're less efficient because yeah. that's crap. Yeah. And if you've been told that and you have bought into that, you're experiencing a lot of suffering probably from it. Um, and don't do it. Don't buy into that crap. So what, what's rule number three? Rule number three is finish discarding first. And I love this rule because it really tells you like, I love this. So into this, this has been huge for Stop Go Love, which is decide what doesn't matter and stop doing it. That's it. Is like this doesn't matter. It no one cares. My clients don't care. I'm actually not that bothered by like just tweaking because like I'm gonna get into a sore subject. <laughs> don't do it. Every single year I see shooters who are constantly changing uh, like their shooting rigs, their editing workflows. And I, I think it's crazy. I think like it's one, it's always be improving, always be refining. And there is a time to change your cameras. I'm very for that. We try new gear all the time. I, if you change your gear this year, don't hear me saying, but like, but my point is, is like just doing it just to do it. And just to think like, like adding complexity to your process yeah. for no reason, except to that's what you think is being a creative. Yeah, especially when you do have a backlog. Like it, 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 that's oh the gosh, thing you're yeah. thinking about. You're thinking about, you know, improve. Oh, I need, you know, a new piece of equipment. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to get better at my, you know, color. Really, you should be finishing your projects, getting to them, and then figuring out how to improve. Do the first step to improve totally. is 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 make yourself faster, deliver products to people that are waiting, and then get to the improvement side of things. If I was to give one bit of advice, if you're a shooter um, and you're not getting weddings and you think buying a new camera will help you, you're wrong, it won't. 
Um, I am shot on a lot of different cameras and I think I could get a very sellable product with any of them. Right. And I think cleaning up your backlog is a much more important step to growing as a creative than buying an entire new rig and switching from Sony to yep. Fuji and Fuji to Canon. Yep. It, it, don't do it. Yep. Finish your workflow. Like, like finish discarding the stuff that doesn't matter. So let's yep. talk a little bit about stuff that maybe needs to be discarded from some people's workflows, stuff that is extra that maybe isn't helping them finish and whatever. Yeah, so I think one of the first things that comes to mind for me that we did, I'll apply it to ourselves, um, was um, thinking about you know color. Um, I think that's a place that you can spend a lot of time because it's so subjective. Yeah, and and I I love I love great color in, in in a wedding film. You know, if you're a colorist and you're great at it, like there are people out there. You know, um, uh, brothers Mart Mar- Marston Mar- Martin Martins. Martins uh, they do a great job. There's certain people out there that are just masters at it and that everyone tries to emulate. Um, but for us, we're like, well, how much are we charging? Okay, we're at this price point. Does it make sense for us to be spending 10, 20 hours on color? Days? Well, who are you making your video for? Are you making your yeah. video for a bunch of videographers or for your clients? Yeah. Well, and, 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 I, and think I think there's, like- a, there's a place for even, you know, there's a place for spending that much time, but you have to get paid for it. Right. Exactly. So we looked at Stop Go Love and we said, well, this is what we want to get paid. Um, if we, you know, go to a certain price point, if we go to seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars per wedding, will we be able to have, you know, our guys shoot it and edit it? Or do we have to do everything? Well, and how much per hour do I want to make? Yes. Yes. It's like if I'm wanting to make 150 bucks an hour from the from sales to delivery. I can't afford to spend eight hours doing color. Yeah. Yep. yep. And and then the customer doesn't care either. Yep. And the only people that cares is some Facebook group of videographers who are going to give me zero dollars, by the way. I've never had a videographer call me up and say, I really admire your work. Here's some money. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and by the way, I love our color. I think our color looks great. I like our color too. We get complimented by from wedding planners and people in industry all the time. Like your films look so different; they look so good. And I find that a lot of times, especially if you're getting first getting into the industry, I can tell you're using a certain kind of camera and you are applying a lot to it, and you're doing a really bad job at it. You're not even good at it. You don't even know how to use your camera, so that your exposures are wrong. So. Your white balancing camera was wrong. Yeah. Like I would say, like by discarding as well, I'd be like, if you don't give yourself so much time to fix your mistakes, you won't make as many mistakes. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, uh, like spending a lot of time, like, oh, I'm doing color. What you really mean is, I don't know how to set my camera settings so that they look good out of camera. Yeah, a lot of times because if you're just applying your signature look, how hard is that? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mm-hmm. take a ton of time to like apply a lot and to do some color tweaking. Like, it should look good coming out of camera. And yeah. like, and like, if you say like, I'm not going to do this anymore, it'll force you to have to learn how to get that same result in less time. Yeah. So just becoming more efficient, like in color, that's what we did. Is we were like, how can we get it? We good got in rid color? of that process because it took too long. And we still do some color, but yeah. average color for an entire wedding film uh, is under an hour. Yeah, we under an hour. If we're spending the most more than an hour on a wedding film with its color, we know for we our Stop Go Love product. Yeah, 
um, maybe not for another product, but for a stop go love product that our, we messed up. Mm-hmm. There was a mistake we made day of, which those happen. Totally. Mistakes happen. We're not talking about mistakes. We're yep. talking about the normal flow. So yeah, I think like finding something that's inefficient yep. and stop doing it. If you culling, I think a lot of people in looking over their footage, they spend a lot of time culling and they need to clean it up. Yep. They need to find a way. How can I spend less time? We created a process for us that takes an assistant two hours yep. to do. And if it goes more than two hours, we have a conversation. Yep. Why did that take so long? Sometimes they have a good reason. Oh, you're sh- the shooters, they shot too much. Mm-hmm. It's, or it was, it was bad. The person was bad and we didn't have a good day. Whatever it is. But like make that fast. Yep. Don't, take, don't spend a ton of time. And then I think like another thing that we try to cut down is our it just the total. The, like we have a very clear expectation of how long it should take yep. to edit a wedding film. Yep. And like we don't recut a million times. That's the other thing is like we're pretty much like we did it and we're going to we're going to give it to the couple. Mm-hmm. Like we don't want it to be bad. We want it to be great. Like sometimes I think when you're looking at efficiency and like getting rid of things, discarding things, you want to discard the things that actually don't make a huge difference in your product. Why do you think people have a hard time kind of evaluating those things between the things that really matter and the things that don't really matter that much? I think probably cuz they're different. The, the the things that matter to the videographer does not matter to the client as much. So there are certain things, but the, and, and if you're listening to this, we're client first, like yes, with the podcast yes. and with our way we we're professionals. That's how we think. We don't think um, about ourselves so as much when we were young and we were shooting. It was all about us feeling cool by what we did. And as we've become older and had more experience and needed to pay more bills. Yeah. We've started to look and more go like what is valuable to our customers? Yep. What is valuable to our the vendors and the relationships that we have? Not so much. What do I value? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So our our values have changed to to be much more customer based, and and it just shows, you know. And and there's a certain we talked about committing. There's a certain level of you have to commit to your client if you are going to make a shorter workflow and and have a, a smaller backlog at the end of the day for sure. Yeah, and it is a commitment to your client. They want you like it's going to make them happier. You got to believe that. Yep. They're going to be much happier getting their wedding film in two months than getting their wedding film in six months with the best color ever. Yeah. I think another uh, discard that we did early on too, and we we don't have to dive super deep into it, but um, was the storytelling aspect of it. Like we were like, this is the kind of story that we're going to commit to. Every single wedding probably is going to have a a similar framework. Like. We, in order to make it, and we'll we'll dive into this probably a little bit later to talk about process and and finding your product. Um, but at at you know we discarded the whole idea of we're just going to tell a new story every single wedding because telling a, a, a unique story. There's a reason why in Hollywood there's scriptwriters. There's a reason why there's screenwriters. Pre-production. There's a reason why there's pre-production. You know, people and yeah. and there's a million different jobs that go into a real production. So you have to decide early on, like, okay, I need to streamline this a little bit more. I have to discard the idea of like, not necessarily discard the idea of being an artist, but picking picking your battles. Well, no, there. listen, and because I, I was listening to David Lynch, yeah, talking about being a director, and he was talking about limitations. So like, you need to embrace the limitations of 
your your art form. Yeah, and and the budget that people are willing to spend. If exactly. someone is willing to spend a hundred thousand dollars on every single wedding film, then you're probably looking at okay, now I can actually get we, into. We have a product that we do that is not stop go love that. The emphasis is on the pre-production, yeah. and and we're getting paid to do that. Mm-hmm. But if you're getting paid to show up and document, you can't do things for free. And yep. I want you to like, you can't work for free. If you're a wedding creative, you can't work for free. If no one's gonna pay you to do something, and you can make any decision you want. You can run your business any way you want. If you're happy editing for sixty hours and shooting twenty weddings. And that makes you, you don't happy. Even, yeah, you don't need to listen to this. <laughs> you don't have to, you, you know, it doesn't matter. So, like, if you have a problem with it, then just ignore it. But but I would say, like, most of us want to have as much of time to ourselves, as much time to grow our business, as much time. And, like, we want to be really clear. And so I think that's a really good point. Like, discarding stuff like that is really helpful mm-hmm. because it ends up, like, you have a much simpler idea of what you're trying to do yep. and not, like, trying to reinvent the wheel every single time you sit down with an edit. Yep. And, like, brides, if you're listening to this, we love you. You're the best. But let's be honest, wedding creatives. Just don't listen, brides. But wedding creatives, most of these days, pretty much the same. Similar elements the relationships are different, but you don't need to reinvent. You're going to be saying like, I'm going to put getting ready. I'm going to put a ceremony. I'm going to put a portrait We're session. going to do this crazy thing. It's called the first look. I'm I don't know do if you've heard of it. Look. <laughs> I'm going to do a drone shot of this thing. Well, I think it's when like, it comes to what we're doing, it's cool. You it's very to... similar to them, to the bride. A lot to... of times it's, oh, it's going to be crazy unique. We're going to have like, we're going to have uh, like mason jars. <laughs> You, oh, some of my friends are pretty crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I bet you haven't seen people on the dance floor like our friends are. <laughs> okay, yeah, great. That sounds good. Oh, wow, this is crazy. Yeah. People are dancing. I've never seen people dance. <laughs> like I've never this. seen a bunch of white people dance. Yeah. Uh, but, but listen, that's cool because to them it's special. And, and and like it is special because yeah, yeah. people are involved. That's what's special about your product. Your product is not special because you created a new shot. Mm-hmm. It's special because you're documenting a good thing that's real. And so you don't need to put that pressure on yourself to make it special. They make it special. Yes. The bride makes it special. You get over yourself, wedding creative. You're not the best thing about that day. They are. Yeah. And yeah. so like when you take that pressure off yourself, and you're just like, I'm cool, man. I'm just going to shoot what's there. Yep. It's going to be these certain things. I'm going to shoot it. And these amazing people will be there. And I'm going to document it. Yep. And then in discard this idea of having to create. You're not Spielberg. You're not just, it's cool. And if someone's paying you, by the way, to be Spielberg, be Spielberg. Yeah. Different story. But if you're getting paid, like most of us, to just show up and shoot and deliver it in a timely fashion, you should do that. Discard the pressure that you're having to create this new thing every single time. Um, and we could go on and on about this. Like whatever it is that's really dragging you down, I guess the last thing I'll say about it is you gotta be really, really honest yep. about what is taking you the most time and really, really be honest if the if it's actually valuable. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, you have to take some time, you know, have a little bit of perspective and and identify um what they are. That that's probably what this main step is for, for everyone listening at home. That's what this step is, is identifying the things that are taking the most time and, and you know, have an honest evaluation if they're, they're worth your time at the right. end of the day. And, and who are you trying to make happy? Yeah. You, other videographers, 
or your clients. Yep. Yep. Um, so what's the next step? Tidy by category, not by location. So this is a tricky one because we're not tidying a house. So, but I do think it's relevant in that you need to not just like your location in your editing is like, what am I currently doing? But your categories are really just, um, the processes that go into making your product. So like, I would say like clean up your processes before you and really look at it from a long view before you try to fix every little what's in the process, all the little things in there. So we kind of talked that we outlined a little bit. What are some categories that we could go through? So what, what are some of the things that um, maybe some categories that an editor might be experiencing when they <clears throat> need to kind of clean up? Sure. So uh, the the categories that we defined in our video production workflow are import, events, edit assist, the recap, what we call it. You might call it a trailer or whatever. Uh, publication and delivery. So on import, that's pretty much just going to be bringing in your footage and and um, organizing it essentially. Yeah. Right? That first thing, like, what are you wasting time on? Tidy that up. Clean yep. up your import process. If you don't have it, like figure out, is it as efficient as possible? Um, you know, are you maximizing your time there? I will say, like, I can't imagine too many ways you can waste too much time there. But but I, actually, one thing I do know you could do is you should do your backups up front. Yep, yep. And, like, that's a, a good use of your time is, like, to just get it all out of the way and get it all organized at the very, very beginning. And don't have to come back because that that can really screw things up for you. Yeah, this is this is a really easy step. You don't have to do anything creative. You can do it while you're you know. So don't doing put it email. off. Put it like I'm amazed that you know, and we probably used to do it too. You know, Definitely oh well, I'll, used to do it. I'll get to it when I can get to it. Monday, I have to take the dog to the vet. So I have cards from last weekend on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I still, uh, haven't, I still haven't even dumped like, them. That's the worst. Yeah, because you can do other things while you're doing that. So importing it, organizing it. Um, you know, to to have an analogy, it's you know putting your feet on the ground first thing in the morning to just get the wheels turning and get the project started right away. If you know that you have, you know, if you're going to come home, say, say, say you have, you know, shoot five weddings a year and you're going to edit them as soon as you get home. If you know that you, you know, Monday morning or as soon as you get home or whenever, um, you've already done a lot of the organizing, a lot of that easy stuff, it's going to be that much easier to get into the actual editing process because you're like, oh, I have one thing to do instead of two things. You yeah. know, people will just, Build and build. Well, and you got to deal with the emotional impact of your work too. Is like, uh, if you if you know you have a backup, yep, you'll work more. You'll yep. be more interested in the job when you know you're safe. Yep. But if you're like, yeah, I'll do my backups later. I'll do my, ex, you know, I'll do my cloud backup later. It's like just get it done. Yeah, and you'll forget just, sometimes. Just too. get stuff done. Yep. Like, and so the, I would say with this one, it's not hard to do, but when you do it, just you know, actually finish it. Yep. So then, kind of doing your events. So yep. for us, there's we try to finish this quick, right? Because we know it's not that creative. You know, you're going to be cutting back and forth doing a multicam. And it's not that creative. So just if you're even a, I don't really know if this exactly goes into a photographer, how they do it. Um, but I know for us, we Calling. just, we just, we don't, you don't need to call your events. Yeah. You just, 
it's a multicam. You just grab them, you put them together, you do it, you finish yep. it. Like, and and you know, if you haven't, um, if you, and I think, you know, what they say about like reading. If you if you um, hear something, you're this amount percentage to to remember. You know what it was that somebody said. If you read something once, you're even high. There's an even higher likelihood that you're able to remember. If you were able to listen or watch something twice, like the number doubles. Yeah, and then so, that that's a big thing. Doing this first has a couple of benefits. Yeah. First, it's easy. It gets you moving with the content, right? Second, it familiarizes you with the content yep. and lets you have more creative um, juices, like you just said, for your recaps. Because we all know, like, if you're going through, and I know a lot of people do their recaps first because it's the most fun thing and it's the coolest thing. Totally. But doing the boring stuff first familiarizes you with the speech content, familiarizes you with the ceremony content, and then you get it all done. You can finish this really fast. Yep. And also, one added benefit by doing the all your events first is it lets you have something to give a client who's on your butt. So if you wanted to and you said, well, I don't have this done yet, but I can sh send you your ceremony. Would you like that? You could do that. Yep. I'm not saying that we really do that, but I know you could and it's done and I have something to show them. Yep. And it's like, I think it has a lot of benefits. So figure out like this process for your events and get it done. And, and, and during this part too, we'll also... We find those moments that we're probably going to use in the recap down the road, and we're putting those aside. So we're yes. not doing this, you know, part and then moving on to something else and then coming back to it. It's already done. You're marking you know? it. You're, you're, you're whatever like, your oh, process that's be a is. Good, that's going to be a good part when her dad says this. I want definitely want to use that. And you're kind of you're starting the bigger story at an earlier stage. Oh, but that was you're, a great it's shot. A build up. Oh, yeah. that, I have three angles of the kiss. That's the best one. Yeah. You know, yep. whatever it is. Um, the recap is the next thing that we work on. This is probably where most of us are getting dragged down. Why do you think um, – I think people lack confidence sometimes in this. Like I think that's really what actually takes the most time for people, mm -hmm. you know, is they don't – they're not committed or they don't feel good about the direction they're headed. But um, you got to find a way to – what are you doing in this process? Tidy it up. What is taking the most time? Um, I think people are all over the place. When when they edit, they'll get really excited about a certain part of the day or a certain shot, right? It's like, you know, we're visual people. We like, like visual I use things. this lens for this time of day. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to use this lens flare. And then, you know, they'll pull that shot up and then they'll color correct it because they're like, ah, I'm really excited about it. And you start with the things that you're really excited about instead of starting things that you're not excited about and, and almost like rewarding yourself down the road, you know, oh, I'm going to eat my dinner and then I'm going to eat the chocolate. Yeah. That's the way you have to look at your your editing. And I, I find the way that we edit is is very chronological. So we start at the beginning of the day. We're not going to get to that stuff until later. So it's kind of when you finally get to it, you have a you have a motivation to get through the boring stuff to be able to get to the thing that you really want to get I to. I would say this, this is very counterintuitive, but you got to take your passions out of it. Yep. Until you get, I mean, until you get to the end and edit it like you didn't shoot it. Mm -hmm. Like, yep. just think about how someone who didn't care about this footage would put it together and didn't take, feel like personally offended if the shot that they had in mind didn't work out. And just be really on it, like, yeah, that's not good. And like, just be really like ruthless with how you put your video together and that you're not 
trying to make yourself feel good. You're just trying to get the best possible shots and tell the most, you know, the most cohesive story. And you're just, and like t- do a rough cut. I work with high school kids and I, I teach video to high school kids a little bit. And the way high schoolers edit is they pick a clip they like and they pick another clip they like, and then they look at the edit point and then they put a transition in. And then they maybe mess around with some effects. And then, like, I walk up and they have this one part that's super developed. And then they haven't even finished laying out all their clips. I'm assuming not many professional video editors do this, but maybe. And if you're doing it like that, you will not finish. Mm-hmm. It will take you forever. Like, you got to have a just commit to your steps. And, and so we skipped over that one step about edit assisting. There's, oh, a, yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a stage about you know, right after doing the, the ceremonies and, and the first look where we actually put all the clips, all the good clips into a timeline. Yes. There's no transitions, nothing creative to it. The clip might be two sec- seconds longer, but we go through and we say, okay, this is, you know, three seconds of this 10 second clip. Maybe that like we're probably maximum, use. it's like 20 minutes of clips just slammed into a timeline. Yeah, with no logic like or rationale. 30, it might even be like Closer to thirty, it but it's just—it's it a dump. So you, you dump everything in the timeline. You you put things in chronologically, and then you're like, okay, I think I want to do this, this, and this. Um, at this at these points, maybe this is where I'll, I'll insert you know parts from the ceremony, parts from the speech, parts from dance, whatever. Um, it's all there, and you can see it. All. Yep, yep. So getting through that whole part without putting in transitions, without putting in anything creative, we don't even watch it. Step. Really, we don't even make sure that the clip the it's got the best possible shot. We're not even looking at that. We're just trying to give ourselves some inspiration and basically a a framework for what you're going to create. And then you're just trimming. And I would really encourage you, like if you're a slow editor, don't work from the bottom up, work from the top down, which is start Mm -hmm. with the biggest pile and try to shrink it instead of start with the smallest pile and try to grow it. Like, and so your recap will get faster. Tidy up that recap. Figure out where you're wasting time, and, and then I think export. We don't really need to talk about that. Yeah, it's not hard to do. Just get your stuff exported. Um, publication. This can be a little bit of a time waster. Just know wh- what you do with your videos when you're done, and just do them. Yeah, have a have a process. I'm gonna put this on Instagram. I'm gonna have a story edit. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna get the like figure it out, and then delivery. This is something I think a lot of people waste time on. We waste the time. I remember when we first started. Buying, spending a bunch of time researching these cool boxes, buying them, like literally, like manually, like carving out a wooden box. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're talking about like a physical delivery. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, like like, w- and we were like, the cl- I don't think the client even said this is a cool box. <laughs> we probably did it pretty bad. <laughs> I remember actually we had Zach, our, our friend, do them, and he was like kind of getting into woodworking. This was only like, or like three or four years ago, <laughs> and he wasn't very good at it. Don't tell him. Don't listen, listen Zach. Yeah, but they were like splitting, and they probably weren't that good. But we spent all this money and And time, time. (laughs) and it was like, and like we pretty much moved towards like no one cares about this, and we're just going to get it to them in a way that. But just know your process, or we're just spending money on it instead of spending time on it now. Yeah, Yeah. we we have some. We want it to be nice. I don't want to get you like it's. I'm not saying like it doesn't matter with the experience you deliver. It does matter. So. We used to waste a lot of time on this. We did all these crazy boxes. We did all this stuff, all these delivery options, getting it to the client that they didn't really care about. And so I'd encourage you, tidy this up, figuring out what clients really care about and not just what you can post and show people, here's my new delivery box. I I would say this part too, 
this year is something that we are getting faster at. La even last year, you know, we were delivering boxes and myself, you know, we we're we we have five different shooters that go out. We have an editor, we have myself, Jay. Like we, we do a lot. I do photography for Stop Go Love. Um, and I spend so much time, spent so much time last year boxing, boxing. putting in, you know, ordering, designing these things. Like probably maybe four hours a week, yeah. four to five hours a week last year can in the busy season. It? Can you cut the fat? That's yes. the question. Oh, and completely. Like, so how can we become more efficient? And I think that all of this kind of, you know, encompasses the same conversations, becoming more efficient. Um, in all of these areas. And just remembering, and we'll get to it, but so the next thing, the next step in Marie Kondo's method is follow the right order. Yeah. It's just like, do it in the right order. Don't change, like, this is tough for people because they want to be, they think being creative is always following inspiration. Mm -hmm. And I think you did the creative, like you were creative when you came up with the process, follow it. If it and doesn't right, work, by the way, tweak it. But yeah, the right order is what we just laid out. Yes, there's no other way to do it. <laughs> I basically, <laughs> I think for most people, there's some version of what we laid out. It's probably the right way to yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. Like if you have a slightly different order, that's cool too. But like in general, just pick it and stick with it. And if you still have a pick backlog, and stick it. Yeah, if you still have a crazy <laughs> backlog, like I can tell you this: this isn't to be judgmental or arrogant. We don't have a backlog. We don't have this problem. Yeah. I can only speak from experience. I can it, only. It has always been my dream to turn around every single wedding in one week. And I would say for part of the year last year, we were accomplishing that, uh, just getting to it fast enough by putting people where they needed to be. We essentially last year worked seven days a week, shooting Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then Kyle, who's our lead editor, is Monday through Friday. So we have, we are, as a company, work seven days a week. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's always been my dream. And we actually get to a point where we're like, are we delivering this too fast? Are people not valuing it as well? Does they're it cheapen? They're still on their honeymoon. Does it, yeah, they're, they're still on their honeymoon. Are they, and so we were like, oh, we have to actually scale this back a little bit and deliver later, have the package ready to go, have everything ready to go, and like wait until they're back and then send it to them at the two-week mark or three-week mark as opposed to one week. Um, so... And I, that's a good, really great predicament to be in. That yeah. made my heart happy. And we were there the whole year. You know, no, things get no, really no. busy. But but, um, but but whatever it is for you, be disciplined, yep. be ruthless, follow that order. Be really honest when you get out of it. This is producing your backlog problems a lot of times is when you're not being disciplined yep. with this process. Um, and, and also know the industry is going that way. Like, it's not going to be acceptable and it becomes less acceptable every single year, the longer you take. So we, more than ever, everyone, you know, everyone's grandma and, and parents will tell you, oh, you know, you kids are just, you know, on your phones all the time and, and you can't have any attention span. And, um, but it's true. It's true. It People true. don't have any patience for anything, uh, myself being one of them. Um, but you, if you're not delivering faster, you are going to be beat out by people that are faster. Like, we we deliver a very fast product. I, I don't expect people to turn around that fast. The reason why we're able to do it is because we have a person that's in Monday through Friday who I would say Kyle's like kind of a crazy person and that he just locks himself away and is not distracted and doesn't have ADD like you and I do. And he just well, does it. And, and here's the thing. Kyle is a creative, but you wouldn't see him and go like, oh, he's a creative. 
Kyle has a workman-like attitude yep. about his editing. Yep. I would and say he's a craftsman. Yes, he's a craftsman. He has a – and he's disciplined. Yep. And, like, he doesn't give himself all these allowances yep. and excuses when he's inefficient. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people really struggle with that because they're, like, they think being a creative is being a flake or, like, being just misunderstood or whatever and, like, constantly changing crap and being, like – I don't view that that way. Mm -hmm. It's not how we view it. And a lot of times, step five, which is follow the right order, is where we fall apart. We have all these great ideas, but right here is where your backlog builds up is that you don't even follow your own good idea. So be relentless about that. Actually look at it. And the last step, which is, I think goes back to really step two, imagine your ideal lifestyle, is ask yourself, does it spark joy? <laughs> this is the step. This is the word everyone says. Does it spark joy? Does it spark joy to me when I give my client their video in a timely fashion and then they post it on Facebook and actually people watch it and then I get a referral? Yep. That makes me happy. Yep. And also uh, it makes me happy when I can take a day off and spend it with my wife and dog. It sparks joy when I'm thinking about the lack of dread in my life. Um, yeah. It when I think about my no joy. backlog, I'm sparks joy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and it's like, and also like, am I happy with the product? Cause if, if you did a product that you spent 20 hours and you used to spend 40 and you still like it, mm -hmm. you're like, Oh, that's actually good. I'm really happy with what I'm giving this person. Yeah. I'm not, it's not so much worse. Yeah. That's a great moment for you. Yeah. That should spark joy. Uh, uh, you know, you hear, you know, self-help people and all that stuff talk about happiness a lot. And and I think happiness for a lot of people comes down to freedom, right? Mm -hmm. Like I have more freedom than I ever have and I'm happier than I ever have. I think that, that there's a correlation between Your job the should two. be a thing that you choose to do and you work hard at, right? Yep. You're very disciplined, but not something that dominates your life. Yeah, yeah. And it's like... As much I, I think you should work. I, I, I'll we'll have another conversation. How I think work life balance is basically crap. Yeah, that's a good discussion. Yeah, at some point it's like I think you should work. I think your life is all about purpose, and you should have purpose. That being said, you shouldn't be a slave. Yep. Slaves yep. don't go like, oh, my purpose is so great. No, like the slave never felt that way. Slaves feel like they have to do it because some master is forcing them to. And your backlog will be a master, and it will dominate you, and you will not enjoy it. Yeah. You it'll 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 make your work non-purposeful and non-enjoyable. Yeah. And so what we want is to have purposeful work producing great products with happy customers that make money so we can live the lifestyle we want to live yep. and have a good time and have joy from our work. Yep. And so we're gonna kind of call it here. Yeah, I think we should call it. Yeah. Um another day we can, we'll talk a little bit about our workflow and what we do and how we've cleaned it up. Um, there are videos online where we talk about some of this stuff, so you can check out our YouTube channel and this is just a big topic of discussion but hopefully you enjoyed it yeah if you liked it give us a subscribe on itunes or spotify or check out our youtube channel um, have a great day and get out of your backlog see you guys